this is the kind boy from the islands. You are now listening to the Schmear campaign with TW and Kirsch Cat. Hello and good evening. Welcome to episode 11 of the Schmear campaign. I'm your host, Brian in Jersey City, and I will tell you it was a scorcher here today. 85 degrees at Yankee Stadium, 78 degrees now, and in beautiful sunny Miami on the other side of the Skype is TW. TW, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, I feel better this week. I sound better this week. I couldn't tell you how the weather was because I was inside Mike Stephanisha all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like being inside of like a like an eco chamber, you know, That's a nice eco- plug for that. An, an, eco, an eco chamber of degenerates. Yeah, I could see that. I yeah. could see that. And you were with our um, you, you were with our um, with kind boy from the our, islands, our promo guy. Yeah. Yeah, one of our promo guys. Yeah, I like that. That's one of our good. marketing guys. Um, yeah. And it was a packed house, packed to the gills. It's a great place to watch. If you're in Miami, you know what? Mike Zephanisha, it's a great place to go. A little hidden gem, locals only. And uh, it's, it's just, I, I do enjoy watching. I like going I like going there, but I do love watching football there. It's the closest thing in Miami you get to a sports book. There's so many different TV. It's fun. You have sound? Uh, sound on the main games, yeah. Like so, it switched off. It was in between like the Dolphins game and the Eagles game. Um, they had sound. And so, do, you, do you eat there? We did. Uh, we did like picking. We did picking. We're grazers, you know. So we did. Uh, you know, we had a pitcher, and then we had some nachos. Uh, then Bahari ordered some wings, and uh, uh, but then we then I switched to liquor in the second half. So I needed it. You switched to liquor in the second half. Yeah, okay. I had to. Yeah, and that's the way this. I mean, that's the way the seasons. Uh, turning for the Dolphins you would think so. by now though you would have uh you know just kind of learned been to on it. it yeah just been doing liquor from the beginning no no just learned how to you know like you know what to expect you know what yeah. you're going into I know it's yeah but it's like um I don't know what it really is a form of masochism you know like you know what oh, you're going you into are, it and you are a fucking masochist yeah <laughs> you, you know yeah you know what you're going into you know uh, you know, like, you know, it's God forbid, you know, if someone like cuts their wrist, for example, you know, it's going to fucking hurt, but they do it because they have some sort of result they want to achieve. Right. Me, right. I know watching the dolphins is going to really just be like a kick in the fucking balls. And I know what's going to happen and I can almost predict what's going to happen. Um, and I do it anyways. And, so, and, and that's kind of how I am. Like today I was just, and, and I know that I knew the jets were going to get killed today. You know, I was surprised but they covered. that they I, I was surprised that I was really, really surprised that they were able to put 14 up on the board. And I just, I look at the way that the Jets are and I look at the O-line and I just hope that Sam Darnold has mono for the rest of the year. He might, I think he might want to have mono for the rest of the year after watching how they're playing. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think he would, yeah. He's, he'll just, he'll, he'll die back there and it sucks. Yeah. Like that's why yeah. they can't, that's why they can't the doctors can't clear him because they know that if they let him play, that his spleen is fucking gone. 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 God, a burst spleen. There was a, I'm trying to, there was a quarterback back in the day for the Titans, I remember, that burst his spleen. Maybe Jake Blocker, um, but someone burst his spleen. Yeah, mid-season spleen burst. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's essentially like, uh, like the, 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 the gusher of your body, you know, I think like that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you know, but it's not, it's not good in any way. Like, right. you know, at least when a gusher bursts, it's pretty cool. 
Um, that's true. Yeah, I, I like gushers. <laughs> you like when you were a kid? Did you used to do that thing like where you put gushers in your mouth and you would like pretend that your head would explode like the gusher? Like the like the commercial? Yeah. Um, I I mean I probably did. I probably did. Now I'm blowing back and thinking of it. I just loved gushers. Yeah. I was and one of those that I would just try to uh put them like try to well i would i would sometimes i was a fat kid so i would oh, like yeah. put them off in my mouth oh, and yeah. see if i can get like a like a simultaneous gush i also like gushing like a it mouth and vesuvius then, yeah i like gushing it in my finger then like licking the gush okay that could get a little messy though no yeah yeah i've yeah. learned since then I, yeah. i'm a totally different person <laughs> you've changed i have changed um so you know we've already hit on football a little bit but uh, or NFL a little bit, but let's go back to college. It was a rough week, a sad week. Um, not sad, but because I know that you're trying to take like a, you know, an optimist <laughs> point of view on this whole thing. I just am kind of blown away by it, really. It's like, yes, it fucking sucks. I, you know, it really, it, it stung. We're talking about the UCF, UCF game. The UCF yeah. lost to Pitt. Yeah, 35-34. It fucking sucks that they lost because you don't like losing in any respect and and it sucks. The state of college football is that in the position, if you're in a position like UCF, you do need to win out to be able to be, you know, to be in the conversation. But the fact of the matter is, you know, once you lose, you know, you become a little more cynical and we've seen it. You're never really in the conversation, especially with the way the teams were playing. Let me tell you, but at the end of the season, there was never going to be a chance that an undefeated UCF team would beat out at one loss Georgia or LSU team or, or one of these SEC teams. It just wouldn't have happened. Right. So, but the fact of the matter is, is that people, though, at UCF forgot that you actually do lose because note what I said, one loss teams. The majority of these teams last the last two years, they except for Clemson. undefeated. UCF, two, yeah, except that UCF two years ago was the only one. You know, I know it's in the position that we're in. We want to be undefeated to get where we got to go. But people need to take a step back and realize, you know, the journey went on, too. But also, don't treat the journey like it's a damn – like, people were treating it on Twitter like it's a fucking funeral. Like, you lost on the road by one point to a Power 5 team on a trick play. You know what? And, and here's the deal. Yeah, there was some bad coaching. There really was, and I'll talk about that. But, you know, let's think of it like this. Think about Mackenzie Milton's first year. If this really is, this should be the only loss. If UCF does keep losing in the American, is not in conference play, that's another issue. So UCF, their goal is always to win the conference. That's what you have to do. And to do that, you want to be unbeaten in your conference. So if UCF sticks to their plan and continues to be unbeaten in their conference, then if your only misstep in a freshman's one first season in Dylan Gabriel is a one loss on the road, one point game. Mind you, Mackenzie Milton had six to seven losses. Six, I think seven losses if you include the bowl game, his freshman season. So everyone needs to take a step back and realize like people were persecuting Josh Heifel. Yes, he made terrible decisions. I saw one guy on Twitter saying, Oh, this is why Scott Frost was so much better of a coach. <laughs> Fuck Scott Frost. Scott Frost didn't even want to be at UCF. Yeah. You know, like that. We, we heard that from Hellwig. You know, so. Is everyone thinks it's so convenient to say these things when this stuff happens. But the fact of the matter is, it took a Power 5 team to use a trick fucking play to beat you on fourth down on the road. Relax. It's going to be okay. Like Hypo said, you got to go one and, you know, we're 0-1 this week, but now it's next week. That's, you know, like it, it, it doesn't dictate the journey. It dictates the week. But UCF fans got far too entitled. I mean, I remember, you know, years ago when, like, it's, it's just – and it's 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 like it just really really it bothers me to see where it's went. And I saw it last week at the game last week, people booing after a missed field goal. Like, who the fuck are you to boo after a missed field goal? 
You know, like I didn't see you in my fucking RV 10 fucking years ago driving up to Memphis, you know, so suck, you know, like chill the fuck out. Right. So, um, so, and that's a great point. And do you follow, are you a member of the UCF one heartbeat group on Facebook? No. Okay. So I, I joined them. No, I know. And they're, I mean, some of the, listen, some of the content is good just to, you know, they, they post a lot of news and it's a good place to get links yeah. and stuff like that. But there are, uh, there are a ton of people in there who are just, you know, they're losing their minds, talking, losing their minds, talking about DG now needing to be red, red shirted because yeah. of this. And it's like, I don't know much about college football, but I do know. And listen, I know that I probably came off um, came off a little negative in our in our Fatwad chat last night, but I didn't really mean to be. I was just well, you just didn't know your. I, I tried to. You didn't know your. You just don't get the whole sphere of things. But continue. No. So my point is, is that I'm trying to look my at water. it. I'm trying to, you know, look at it from a more holistic standpoint now, where it's like, you're a holistic guy. I'm a holistic guy. Yeah. I I like the fact that. I like what you said. It's all about conference play. Chances are UCF, with, even with all the national chatter and blah, 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 you were never going to get into the playoff this year. Yeah. And um, so right now they need to do what, what they, they set said, out to yeah. do. Exactly. And they go 1-0 every single week, and they didn't last week, so you got to rebound. See, it's always to me it's always the rebound game. NFL, baseball, doesn't matter sports. It's all about how you rebound from from a bad loss, from adversity. And this yep. is where you're going to find out if Dylan Gabriel has the moxie to step up. Who do they got next week? They got Connecticut. They should win by 60 points. Right. So, you know, that's a game that you want to see, you know, Gabriel come out and just, you know, tear him up. And that's it. And, that and, and it's not just – it's back in Orlando. And, and it's not just Gabriel. It's it's Josh Heupel. You know, that's also poor on the coach. And he did a great job after the LSU game bouncing back with recruiting class. And, and they did – had a good offseason. So let's see how it happens in the regular season now. This is going to be a very telling time for Josh Heupel uh, because now if I do – we like, you know, this you know, UCF over this amazing streak, and it was an amazing one, they won as a team. Yesterday they lost as a team. They lost on this on the special team side of this ball. They lost in the defensive. They lost on the offensive. And they did lose on coaching. I mean, there was some really questionable coaching calls there uh, in terms – I know he wanted to be aggressive at times. There was a, a period where, you know, he went for it on fourth down early in the fourth quarter there when UCF would have had a chance to go up uh, six at that point. Uh, they went for it and they got stopped. And then two – and I think that might have been a little too early at the, at the fourth quarter to go for it. Then you have fast forward again after when they go for it on that, uh, the, that uh, I think it might have been uh, on the 35 or 40-something of, uh, of uh, Pitt. They go for it. They get the first down. And when you do that at that point, once you have a fourth down conversion on a drive, you're kind of all in on that drive. You're kind of saying, all right, at this point, I'm either getting a touchdown or I'm going to die trying, and they're going to have to drive down my team's fucking throat to get the points. But what happened is he got the first down, then they got stopped within the 15 at Pitt. And then they went for the field goal there. That, to me, was a really – I didn't like that because I just wish – because then at that point, you know, they didn't make the field goal to go up six. But at that point, you have uh, Pittsburgh going to be getting the ball back, having a chance to where they started. I think it was about the 30-yard 30, 30 line when they got the ball back uh, to go on that drive before they had the trick play. So that, to me, I didn't like in terms of the field position stuff because if you're going to ready sell out and go for it on that drive – they go all the way in, either get the touchdown or force Pittsburgh to go 85 yards or 90 yards down the field, as opposed to just kicking the field goal after you already went for it on fourth down earlier in the drive. Right. 
So that bothered me. But it's all about bouncing back, and it's all about the UCF fans bouncing back. I already saw the game sold out next week. Students, I mean, I don't know if we have many active students. I know we have some, and we have definitely some young alumni. But if you're going to be at the game, I know I'm not going to be able to make it because I have to be in the Bahamas the following week. But if you're going to be able to, like, go to the fucking game because here's, here's a statement here. Brian, make sure to save this sound clip. This is going to be a big one. If, if UCF, the fan base, if the UCF nation falls back after this loss, a one-point loss on the road, if they fall back after this loss, then all the shit that everyone talked about in the SEC and ESPN, all the people you guys hate, hate and that make, makes your blood boil, all the shit they talked about for the last two years, Comes, it, was all, yeah. it was all justified. Yep, it yep. was all justified. I don't want to see a half-empty student section I don't want to see any of that. It's just parents weekend. You know, people should be in town. This is important going forward because some of these games are going to be a little bit, you know, you got Connecticut. That's not a sexy game. It's conference play. Let's go 1-0 each week in conference play. We'll be right back. If we take care of our business, don't worry about Boise State in, in front of us. Do not worry about them. If they, if they end up going in, then so be it. But, uh, you know, and it's also telling. It's kind of uh, ironic the way the game ended. Uh, I think I said it yesterday to our, our, our group was, you know, the group of five came onto the scene with a trick play by Boise State uh, in, in the early 2000, against, uh, 2007 against Oklahoma. Uh, and just, you know, the way the Power Five you know, a team beat the, the, the latest group of five giant in UCF with a trick play. It's kind of ironic, you know, that, that it took that to, uh, to take down a group of five team. Yeah, and because, listen. yeah. No, people, uh, you know, people say, and they said it during the broadcast yesterday, like, Pitt is one of those teams, man. They're not, you know, they're, they're usually not a, a contender, but, you know, when a, when a ranked team comes into their house, they play them well. Dude, they made, they made the ACC championship last year after losing to UCF. Hey, it's our first quality loss. That's another way to look at it for the committee. We haven't had a quality loss. Maybe that'll help us. Right. Um, and Pitt also beat Clemson the year Clemson won the national championship. So it, we didn't lose. We didn't lose to the uh, Colorado School of Mines. All right. So everyone needs to you know, chill out. And and also another thing to everyone that does talk shit about UCF because I felt like you know I was the I felt like that scene like uh, there's a gift a famous gift when like a battle is coming when all these horses are racing at people and it's like a siege and there's only like one guy there to take them on and I felt like I was the guy with the sword pulling my sword out. Waiting for like the, the like just the, the Twitter mob of people that hate UCF and the tech, everyone that knows me. I got it so much yesterday. You know what? To me, that shows that we fucking won and the brand is strong. When you have USF people tweeting online, even the even these schools saying, "Oh, thank you." I think USF's barstool account tweeted at Pitt's barstool account, "Thank you from the rest of the you know, from the rest of it." I'm like, like you guys fucking suck. You know, yeah. like that. It, like your your biggest moment came in our only defeat in two fucking years. That really shows something. Yeah, and I it, it just it goes back to the the theme of the week. Besides going one and zero, is just bounce back. Just bounce, bounce back. back. Yeah, you know what we should do? End the song instead of Eminem's front. Play that that song at the end of it. Bounce back by Young Jeezy. Uh, you know, last night I took an L, but tonight I'll bounce back. Play that tonight, bud. All right? Can you write okay. that down? Yes. Thank you. It's a good song. It's hip hop, but it's nice. Um, very nice. So are you ready to talk about a couple other quick college games? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we, yeah, I'm just going through the scoreboard, but you know, the, the one that comes to my mind is UGA Notre Dame. Yeah. UGA Notre Dame. I mean, one thing 
uh, first things first. I mean, we had a we had a, a live correspondent on the ground, uh, which you I, I kind of surprised you in the middle of the week with that. Uh, you know, we do have some roots in Georgia for many reasons, and one of those roots embedded deep in the heart of Georgia is Earl from Enigma. Uh, and Earl from Enigma, uh, you like what I did there with the roots line? Yeah, really nice. <laughs> I saw that. Really yeah. nice. <laughs> Uh, I was surprised at myself when I said that. <laughs> so one of our roots just entrenched in the heart of Georgia is Earl from Enigma. And he hit me up in the middle of the week. And he's like, T.W., I'm, I, listen, he's a big fan of ours. He's I'm going to be heading over to, to the Georgia game and, and causing a scene. I'm like, Earl, listen, if there's one thing I'd appreciate, I'm not asking you, is give us some live updates. And uh, he sent a ton. If you're following us on the Schmear camp on, on Twitter, uh, we had Schmear down south trending for a little bit. And uh, well, I like to think we did in my world, but we, you know, we were posting up videos of Earl from Enigma live in there, as he called it, live from the nuclear re- nuclear reactor in Sanford Stadium. We had other ones. This was my favorite video, Brian. I want you to play that for everybody. What uh, Earl from Enigma live from the nuclear reactor? All right. And one more thing on Georgia Notre Dame before we move to the NFL. I got a audio like clip from Earl from Enigma. Right now, like as we're recording this pod, uh, I just looked at my phone and realized that's what it was. So I want to play that before we get to the NFL. This is Earl from Enigma's recap. Thank you again, Earl. And it was electric. I mean, how electric did it sound in there? It truly was a nuclear reactor, like like the hornet's nest. It makes you want to. It makes you want that. And it's. I mean, I know you said. I know we asked you this last week. Athens is a great town, pod. I wish you would have a chance to go out there. It is a cool, I mean, it is amazing. It's the best atmosphere you can have. I think it was their biggest attendance, attended game there uh, uh, in history. 90, over really? 93,000. Yeah, 90, uh, over 93,000. It was the biggest non-conference game they've had there. And honestly, I was expecting, because last year, uh, UGA beat uh, Notre Dame's ass in Notre Dame in South Bend. I was expecting more of the same. I, I was on the wrong side of that one last night. I was actually very impressed with the way Notre Dame played. And that's another reason. If Notre Dame... Wins out, that people might look at as a, as a true quality loss, and, and it truly was. If Notre Dame wins out, they do have a decent schedule going forward. That they, they might still be in the mix because they did play very well, and Georgia did what they had to do: run the ball. Jake Fromm is probably the best game manager in the in, the, in college football. And I don't know how much you watched through the game, Pud, but the way I was watching the game and just seeing Jake Fromm in those big moments, you could see that that's going to be the guy. He might not be picked very high in the draft next year. But that's going to be the guy that's like the rookie quarterback that has the best chance of being the playoffs first. Uh, just, just you can see he's got that moxie. I can see like Jim Nance calling his name on a Sunday. You know, yeah, he, yeah. Like it's it's about five fifteen in the Northeast. It's already dark, and Jake Fromm is like driving down the oh, field. Yeah. You know, I oh, can yeah. really see that. You know, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's got some moxie. He's got some character to him, and uh, they really. I mean, it was a great game. It was, really was a great game, and it was fun being on the front lines there with Earl. Uh, there's another game. I actually have a great UGA story that I can't share in the pod, but uh, I have to tell you on the off the air pod that you would really uh, you would appreciate from my okay. time there once uh, at a restaurant called Herschel Walker. Some people listening might remember this story, but pod, I'll tell you later. Um, not appropriate, okay. uh, but the, you know. But there was another great game in the uh, in the SEC. That I thought it was gonna be a lot better than it was. Was the Auburn A uh, and M game? Auburn looks legit. I mean, there's some good games coming up here for. In the SEC, I mean, I think I heard something. Bo Nix came in at Texas A&M and won that game. Auburn, uh, I think Florida now also beat Tennessee with their backup quarterback. 
And Florida, after they played, you know, their second FBS team in two weeks, they play Towson next week. They have to go play Auburn and LSU, so that's tough. Uh, that SEC West is going to be very difficult. Auburn, Alabama, and LSU all going to be playing each other. Uh, that's going to be something. Georgia's going to be playing Auburn. I mean, there's some big games Teams got to lose. Teams are going to lose, yeah. Um, but those are – there's some really great games coming up. Michigan is a joke. I think that was another statement game yesterday. Wisconsin just shutting down Michigan. Um, Mich- I mean – it's time to say, I know what we had uh, during our emergency episode last week, but Jim Harbaugh, uh, I think he's officially on the hot seat. I think the seat has never been hotter than for Jim Harbaugh. I was talking to uh, Kind Boy today, and he says, oh, no, man, you know, that they, they, you know he, they'll let him finish it. I said, I don't know. I mean, he's right now in the same territory as Brady Hoke. You and, think he gets uh, fired know, midseason? Not midseason. No way. No, 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 no way. Unless, like, I think the only time he would leave midseason if, if, he, is if he already has, like, a deal for something in the NFL. But I think that would be on his terms. Uh, no, I think he'll last the whole season. But if he loses to Ohio State again, I think that would be five losses to Ohio State. I don't think any Michigan coach has survived more than four in a row, uh, let alone five. You know, I can be fact-checked on that. But, no, I think that th- this could be very, very interesting. Um, here and um, I mean I, I think people always say it would be pretty wild to see who they would get. Uh, you know we can we can we can prognosticate about that on another show. But Michigan is a, is going to be a, a very interesting team to watch. They've really I mean they they had an easy schedule early on this, this season and they, and they were struggled through it. Almost lost to Army like we saw. And then they just got they got just run out of the house by Wisconsin. And one thing on Wisconsin. I mean, if I'm the Miami Dolphins in the draft, you know what I do? Instead of, you know, everyone's going to say Tua as, as, as well as I will, I would go up there as fast as I can. I'd say with a, you know, first pick of the 2009 20 NFL draft, I would draft the entire Wisconsin offensive line. Just say, you know, <laughs> I mean, any, any, or just any offensive lineman that has uh, the last letter of his last name ends with Z, some sort of Polish guy. They have this guy like Ramchick or something. I mean, a name like that is going to be a perennial Pro Bowler. Oh, just yeah. like how, just like a guy like Hollywood Brown is going to be a perennial Pro Bowl wide receiver. A guy like Ramchick or some other Polak name that they have in, in Wisconsin, you oh, just yeah. know you plug him at a guard, you plug him at a center, you don't have to worry about him. And the guy literally looked like a badger. That's what they said on TV, and they zoomed into him. And I'm like, dude, this guy looks like Puck, Pucks Waxley Phil, whatever that guy is. Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney, yeah. So. That was Brown that was day. Yeah, man. I'm just saying. Just I'm say. just saying. Yeah, just I'm say, just man. saying. Yeah, just I think say. that's what they. I like that offensive line. Um, the so, Jets yeah. could so use an offensive line. Everyone could use an offensive line. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it was it was a great cost, but I had a great day. I was also like in a bunker yesterday at a friend's house. So I really just I had a great football weekend. I know you did. Well, yeah, with the exception of my rooting interests. Other than yeah. that, it was fun. Well, at this point, you're rooting it. Well, I mean, besides UCF, your other yeah. football rooting interest is a non-interest. A non-interest. That's what the sad part was, though, about for me for UCF, is that they were, were they were, you know, my one true hope this season. Yeah, I know. So that, 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 that you know, that's the kid in me can dream. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. Well, any other games you need to talk about in college football? College I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some wild endings last night. I think UCLA ended up winning 63 to 60, 67 to 63 or something. That was a crazy wow. score. The end of the Tulane game on uh, on Thursday was wild with a fake knee. 
And then they uh, then they had a, a bomb to win it against Houston. Tulane is now undefeated. That's another team that we'll be playing. Uh, Houston is now one and two. I was shocked because I thought that was like I, that's why I stayed away from that game because I'm like that's a sucker bet. Houston as an underdog. What does Vegas know? And Houston was up the whole game, up the whole game, and then Tulane won the last second. And I'm like, thank uh, God. That's fine. I'm rooting for Houston. I, I'm rooting for Houston to be so bad that they put UCF at UCF Houston at noon on November second. That'd be nice. That'd be that'd be good. I would like that. Yeah, that would be preferable for everybody. That'd be preferable. Yeah, that'd be really nice. So, Danny, if you're listening, can you push for that? Thank you. I don't think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think Danny's gonna want to push for that. I don't think he's gonna have a noon game. It affects no, his attendance. I yeah. understand, but, but you know, helping alumni out. Yeah. Well, I think Danny would probably say, "Don't schedule weddings in the fall." But. Well, like I said, <laughs> I only I only schedule around baseball. And one more thing on Georgia Notre Dame before we move to the NFL. I got a audio like clip from Earl from Enigma right now. Like as we're recording this pod, uh, I just looked at my phone and realized that's what it was. So I want to play that before we get to the NFL. This is Earl from Enigma's recap. Thank you again, Earl. Hey guys, man, this is Earl from Enigma, man. Me and uh, finally got back, you know, to life. Got back to the place about one one thirty last night, man. Oh, me and Al from Lapaha is headed south, man. And I just, you know, got a couple thoughts on the game. Yeah, you know, didn't play super pretty. Uh, but I'll give the Georgia faithful man the game ball. You know, that forcing Notre Dame into those, uh, damn man, those, those timeouts in the third quarter really the deciding factor, man. And I know all you boys are pissed off about us not covering, man, but, man, it's next time, man. Again, also, shout out J.R. Reed. Shout out to Lawrence Cager, man. Lawrence Cager, Miami guy like CW. Maybe they have some similar interest in hobbies like podcasts. Yeah, man. I appreciate you letting me do this for you for the weekend, man. Look forward to the pod. And, uh, man, y'all follow me. I'm going to Biloxi in a couple of weeks, man, to go uh, go look at some games, man. Be out there with uh, with Terry from Ty Ty and Paul from Poolin, man. We're going to have us a damn weekend, man. So y'all uh, y'all, y'all be good and spread that smear around, man, like peanut butter, man. Earl from Enigma, thank you so much for... All the videos this week and the updates, we really appreciate it. And, you know, I think he has it. He hit it on the head. Spread the schmear. Help us get the word out. Um, so let's move into the NFL. Yes, let's do it. Um, I feel like O.J. Simpson. I feel every week, like every, uh, uh, Antonio Brown has fucked him so many times. And... Uh, we kind of got it. Antonio Brown kind of blesses us with content. Kind of kill, killed his fantasy team, so kinda to speak. Killed, yeah, so to, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, but Antonio Brown, after the game he has last week uh, against, the, against the Dolphins, this last week uh, some stuff surfaces. And this is what we saw. When, this, when these text messages surfaced, I think we all kind of said to each other, like, this might do it. Uh, it was in a text group also with his attorney and the woman he was talking about Sending pictures uh, to his investigator of her children of some, you know, some chick that I guess uh, uh, that it was an artist or something like that. And 
he said, you know, he says like a starving artist or something like that. Yeah, she was like a paint of him and sent pictures of his of her children to like look into them. And what the at that fuck? Point, I, I didn't yeah. understand why. I, I I read that and I think pretty much everybody agreed that that te- whether that was it, it right whether you're a Pats fan or not like I think everybody said that text message was going to do him in yep and and the pay- the Pats were smart to just they don't need him they're they're yeah, good and, enough without and if him. you saw the Bill Belichick press conference this week I don't know if you did and when the day they I released him he walked out and at yeah. that point I said to myself I was watching at work and I'm like. He's he's gonna go cut him right now because Bill Belichick does not like nonsense getting in his way, getting in his way of the process. And he and, did, uh, yeah, and he did, and just and now like so, uh, kudos to the Patriots for doing that. You know, they you know at least they did it before he killed someone while he was an active player on the roster, uh, unlike Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, uh, yep. but good. You know, the thing about um, Antonio Brown, I mean, we talked, we we kind of elaborated, we touched on it a few weeks ago. Like, there's definitely something wrong there now. I yeah. think now everyone's can agree. And I said a few weeks ago, I think, I, uh, to our friends, there has to be a mental issue going on. Um, but here's one thing that, you know, he tweeted it today that he's never going to play for the NFL again. And this kind of goes into something I said on Wednesday. If I'm the XFL, I am licking my chops. This yeah. is the guy I want because I know they're kind of going away from what they used to be, like not the crazy XFL, like the crazy hits anymore. But this is the guy that will bring attention to their league. If they want instant attention – uh, and just even for all, even if it's for all the wrong reasons, any any publicity is good publicity. Yes, it might be not good if this if this rape thing takes off some legs and an investigation takes off. Then I wouldn't do it if I was the XFL. But if I'm the XFL, what I'm doing next week is I'm doing a press conference in San Antonio, giving them a franchise, making Antonio Brown the owner, player, coach, and calling them the San Antonio Browns. I mean, that would just be a marketing. I don't know why I'm not working for them. Me neither. Me neither. And just to give it, just to make sure that everybody knows exactly what we're talking about. So today, yeah. Antonio Brown tweeted out, he will not be playing in the NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We will see if the NFLPA holds them accountable. Sad they can just void guarantees anytime going on 40 mil two, in two months. We'll see if they pay up. You cannot be... You cannot be a mentally stable person to walk away from $40 million guaranteed. Right. You no, absolutely. Be. You can't be. That's why it, it has nothing to do with, like, the money's gone to his head anymore. Like, this guy, there is something weird there, um, and it's going to be a hell of a 30 for 30. And it's sad. If there is something weird there, then, Antonio, if you're listening, I'm just saying, get some help, you know? It's time. Yeah, no, it's mental time. health is a real issue in this country. It really time. is. And OJ, actually, I, I don't know if you saw this that OJ did. I love every time I talk about OJ. But OJ, he, he sent a video a few days ago, and he goes, you know, Antonio, you know, a few days ago, I was thinking about sending you a text message. I was, was going to text you about something that uh, some of the best legal minds ever told me. And it was like, and I'm like, started cracking up at this point. And he goes, the one thing you've got to do, whether you're, you're being investigated civilly or criminally, is shut up. <laughs> I just wish you would have shut up. And I'm just like, and it was just the perfect. I mean, it's like, OJ, That's, of all listen, if you can't take legal advice from OJ Simpson, then who can you take legal advice I, from? I, it's the only person I would take legal advice to besides an attorney. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, I'm just, and, and, and I mean, that was the perfect. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. And, can we, and, and I'm just saying one thing. Can we just say one thing about uh, OJ Simpson? 
who's filming? Uh, who I know some of them. He's filming on his own, but who's filming those? Where videos? the hell is he? Where is he? <laughs> Every single week, he's in the same golfing. He's is or the restaurant. The, is that the clubhouse? You think? I don't know. I don't know. He's in that same restaurant where, like, when he has his fantasy draft and all that stuff. That's what Imagine I'm saying. Imagine being the people there. Imagine being the people there. It's got to be a close group of people because I'm telling you. If they're cool with OJ Simpson being right. there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> if OJ's welcome in your bar, it's a close knit group of people. He may own part and of the bar for all He might. Know. That could be. That might be the only way that he could get away with some of this, you know, just being there all the time. But OJ, you're welcome here, and we we're, we we consider you a close group of people, OJ. So you're always welcome on <laughs> yeah. the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm just I'm su- saying. I'm surprised he didn't say anything about his like wide receiver gloves or anything like that. That would have been good legal advice. John, where's Johnny yeah. Cochran when you need him? I, dead. I know. Oh, okay. Uh, rest, rest, <laughs> rest <laughs> well, in peace. So right. So Antonio Brown is fucking. He's shit out of luck. Well, listen. Maybe Johnny Cochran left his book of secrets. To OJ, OJ Simpson, yeah, you know, and the only person OJ's got to fear is Nick Cage. <laughs> Maybe we are becoming, we might become, a, we might become an absolute treasures podcast. <laughs> I would like to get Nicholas Cage and OJ Simpson on at the same time if we can. That would if, be, but if we got Nick Cage on our podcast. That I'll tell you something. If we got Nick Page on that podcast, with all due respect to you, it probably would have meant that I had a very weird night with him, and it probably would have been something where I woke you up very early in the morning. Yeah, saying, probably. Bud, you got it. Well, even OJ Simpson, probably both. <laughs> but, uh, but but OJ, OJ, hey, listen, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you right. see OJ on a random Miami night. Right, and it's not out of the possibility I see Nick Cage out on a random Miami night. Yeah, probably like getting weird with some Belgians. I'm, I would listen if if you know if you ever get a Skype call from me around five a.m. five a.m. Yep, you know. Yep, five a.m. You know when the yep. Norwegian sky is pulling in. Now I know, like when I wake up on the weekends, and I know, like I I judge your weekends by the latest that you texted me. So I'm gotcha. pretty sure overnight to, it was either overnight Friday into Saturday or overnight, you know, Saturday into Sunday. And I think you texted me at like 5.30. Yeah. That's yeah. so you know. Go and to so sleep. Usually, and when you don't know, it's, and then when you don't know, when you, when you, and then it's usually you text me, like, oh, you had an easy weekend? <laughs> yeah. I used to get that from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, uh, when was the last time? Well, you had an easy weekend a few weeks ago. We made yeah, that a point. a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, a few weeks ago. And now you're, uh, now you're back. It's, it doesn't seem like I have some easy ones coming up. I have a, I have a bachelor party in uh, the Bahamas in a couple weeks. So Where that, in the we Bahamas? might get some good content from that. The Bahamar, man. That's, like a, that's the, like a big bachelorette location. The SLS Bahamar? You can, yeah, you could definitely find your future wife there. I, if, if that's the case. Not a Bahamian. Not a Bahamian. Not a Bahamian, yeah. No. I, I, would, I would listen. I would rather. Yeah, if I find my future wife and she's a Bahamian, I don't know. That wouldn't be great. I'd rather it be at the Bahamar. You know, that could just be a full-time podcaster. Although that that one lady from the Fire Festival is very nice. The one who lost nope. all of her money. Yes, yes. She, I'd marry her. Well, I don't. I wouldn't marry her, but she has no money. But. She has no money. Yeah, she's got nothing to give. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, I mean, is there really anything else? I, I, I just... I, don't I had a big day in the NFL today. Yeah, did you? What games did you bet on? What games didn't I bet 
on. Um, let me look down the list. What was the? Well, we had the we had a discussion this morning. I did have the Jets. They covered on that. Uh, Jamal Adams. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, kick return for a touchdown. Love Jamal. Uh, I had the Packers. I had the Packers. I like them too. I had the Packers. Uh, the under pushed in that one. I had the, the the Falcons that lost, but then I had some parlays where I bought some points. That's what really did my made my, my winnings. Um, I had the Jets. I didn't have the under that game. I had Philadelphia in the second half minus three and a half to hedge uh, the Eagles. I had Minnesota. I also had them in a teaser with the Packers. That was a big one. Uh, I won on Thursday. I had the under in Buffalo, Cincinnati. I had Carolina, um, which, by the way, I saw the tweet. I want to retweet it. You remember that commercial? Did you see that picture I sent you back in the day when Cam Newton was good and that yeah. little white kid was yeah. like, hey, Cam, like, you know? And then they said, hey, I'm, I can't believe what Kyle Allen grew up to be. That was Unreal. great. Houston won. Uh, I had Houston. Uh, they were plus three. I had the Steelers plus seven. They lost, but they covered. It was 24 to 20. Um, and uh, I had, uh, I didn't bet to see Hawks game. So all in all, I, I pretty great day in terms of these. I also did the teasers of the parlay, and right now we are looking at the Browns, Titans, not Browns, I'm still kind of noodly. We're looking at the Browns, Rams, and I have a teaser Browns plus 10 and under 54 for 50 bucks. So, and now nightcap the weekend, but it was a big, big day. I mean, multiple units up today. Multiple. Yeah, I know you had a, and it was a rebound. It was a bounce back week for you. Yeah, two, yeah, really. I mean, it's Two back. To, I mean, last week it was good too, and so this that helped me chip away. And now I finally chipped out. I've gone up. I you know I latched on to Jacusto's submarine. I've latched on to Bill Paxton's Explorer by under the depths by the Titanic, and I've kind of r- risen up. You know, I'm almost at. I'm, over, I'm above surface level now. I'm above surface level. I've, I have enough to maybe get a flotation device to bring me on, and maybe get a sandwich. Uh, but I'm there. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> You're there. I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. I, love, I can see you. Yeah, I love how we've talked about Jacques Cousteau more than anybody, any other person besides Nick Cage and OJ Simpson on this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Jacques Cousteau, come up multiple you're listening. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. he have like a, a doesn't he have a son that's like an explorer right now? Yeah, like uh, yeah, like Jacques Cousteau Jr. Jacques JCJ. Um, I just I since we brought up Jamal Adams, I do want to just hit on one thing. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have mono. No, he does not have mono, thank God. I hope him and yeah. Darnold weren't, you know, hanging That's out That's why you can't much. play Darnold anymore. Yeah, you don't want him to get around but, Jamal Adams. But so Jamal Adams, after last week's game against the Browns, was fined $21,000 for his hit on Baker Mayfield. And I'm sick and tired of this shit. Yeah, no, I it's, it, it's, I, such, it's such garbage. You know what? Like, the, the hit, I, I'm, I will be one of the first people to admit when a quarterback goes down hard and, you know, and, uh, and a flag is warranted, when you lead with your arms. Good word. Yeah. When you lead with your arms into a quarterback, not, not head, not, not, you didn't go low. You did what you were supposed to do. You went with your, you, like, I'm, I'm showing your, like, my arms are like, yeah. you know. Not and, side. And it, they weren't extended. Like, no. he just, and, and it, it's just so frustrating. And he Who said, is it? Who is it against? Who were the Jets playing last week? The Browns. It was the Browns, yeah. So, you know, they um, 
Jamal said, like this, this shit's got to end. Like it's got to stop. It's great, because- and it's never going to. That's the no, thing, though. No, it's no, and not only is it good, no, and not only is it not going to change, but it's probably going to get worse. Going to get worse. Or- well, did you see what Tom Brady? Uh, did you hear the yeah. came? There was two things that came out this week. One after the Dolphin game, after we recorded last week, there were quotes that came out after the Dolphin game where one of the defensive players, I don't remember who, maybe John Jenkins. But referees were telling them, hey, lay off 12, lay off 12. And then, did you hear that? Yeah. And then later in the middle of this week, Tom Brady, who I like. I I don't ever shit talk Tom Brady. I enjoy watching him. I have nothing bad to say about the guy. But this was kind of like a lowbrow move. It was during Thursday night football, and he was complaining about referees. Yeah. Like, come on. All right. I don't know if it was, you know, I'm just saying, Tom. I don't know if it was about uh, – I don't know if he was doing it in jest, but it, it didn't, you know, and if it did come out in jest, then, you know, color me too serious, I guess. To me, but, honestly oh, – wait, I'm going to – I don't like Tom Brady. I don't have the same affinity for Tom Brady as you do. I hate him. I wish no. nothing but the worst for him. Not, you know, no. I just want – I, I don't want him do to that. play football anymore. But no, I, I but, appreciate greatness. No, but from what I got from that, to me, it seems like he was almost coming to Jamal Adams' defense. That's what yeah. I almost. That's I mean, what yeah, I but I mean, I mean, I'm sure if he's coming to his defense, but Jamal no, but, Adams knows he's probably thinking, "Yo, white boy, that that was, you know, you're white. I was a whack as fuck up." No, no, and that's why Jamal Adams picked six them today. But yeah, you know, you. No, he picked six. That was uh, Stidham. It wasn't uh, Brady. Oh, it was six. Oh, I yeah, was at, it was. I was at the Yankee game, so I yeah. missed it. I'm sorry. No, it's good. Um, so don't apologize to me. No, so I, I I'm apologizing to our schmears. Yeah. Um, I just I think that. It's a shame that the NFL has gotten to this point. I think that you should protect quarterbacks, and I think that the NFL has done a good job at protecting quarterbacks, but you can't protect a quarterback at the expense of a solid defense. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or of a good play. Exactly. Right, a good play, um, solid defense. Did, have I told you the story? Did I tell you this? Did we say it on the podcast? I know it was like some, like connected to 9-11, but there, there's a reason also why I do have an affinity. I, I do enjoy watching Tom Brady. Like when I watched, I know you, you know the story. I don't know if our listeners know the story, but like his first start against the Dolphins, what happened? Um, I think I think so. Did we share it on the podcast? I don't, or I, no? don't rem- I don't remember. It was if we did, then cut me off. But it was right after the. Um, uh, it was like two weeks after nine eleven. It was his first season, first start against the Dolphins, maybe second start overall. Uh, and the Dolphins were, you know, they were beating them pretty handily that game. But you could tell he had some moxie and. At one point during the game, like it's a sold-out game, you hear the referees whistling, you know. <laughs> you know, and uh, they're whistling around. And the next thing you know, all the players are on the sidelines. The scoreboards go black. They go dark. And you're like, whoa. And after 9-11, everyone's still kind of woke. Everyone's pretty yeah. shook from everything. So like, what the hell? And then, punt, I shit you not, man. It was like a scene from Independence Day. You just see the presidential seal on the scoreboard, yeah, and it's and it's W, yeah, and yep, he's yep. saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, I've just authorized airstrikes on Afghanistan." Yeah, and when I tell wild. you, when I get the chills every time I talk about it, it went fucking nuts. And then when they went that season and won the Super Bowl, I felt like they they won that Super Bowl for all of America because just the where you know the Patriots was very appropriate. That's why I kind of wish the Yankees would have won the World Series that's that year. You know, if there was one way to fix the like to do a fix, and I really you know. I would have thought that that would have been it. You know, Arizona had no business winning that World Series. I'm sorry, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. 
That yeah. was the Yankees World Series. So I think when the when the Patriots did that, they kind of represented America. So I always do, even though he's kicked our ass, I've always had an affinity for the guy, and I respect him. I really do. I would like to try to find – I'm going to try to look to see if I can find that video because I would love to see that. that oh, they I, have I, it. You can probably find it from multiple uh, multiple stadiums. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So that's that on football, I think. We'll look for that video. If I can find it, I'll try to uh, – Yeah. I'll, I'll try to embed it. But um, let's see. I think we're, um, we're missing – I mean, the biggest thing on the weekend. Yeah. Is that no, a quick – no, no, no. That's our third topic. Okay. Um, so this has been something that the Schmier campaign has been very woke about from the right. very beginning. We were um, a proponent of it. And the time has finally come for, uh, or it's now come and gone, yeah, for the Area gone. 51 raid. Yeah. And honestly, I know other podcasts are going to say the same thing, uh, you know, going into next week. But we'll say it first. Uh, you know, this is the uh, this is the probably one of the biggest fire. This is like the fire fraud of the sci-fi world, the fire festival of the sci-fi community and the alien community, right? Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean what a what a dud. I mean, we knew it was going to be a dud if people are dumb enough uh, to think anything of it. I know there'll be. I know there's some people that went in. There was some good content that went out there. It looked like maybe there was a group of fifty people out there. Uh, there was one stripper. They're doing the clap those cheeks, like the alien ass yep, cheeks. Yep, one yep. stripper was like twerking there, and they're yeah. doing some Naruto running. Uh, you know, that would have been interesting. I give those you know, if, you didn't have, if, you, if you didn't have the wedding, I would say maybe we would have considered going out there. I love these people. I think these people should be commended for even showing up because yeah. we're talking about a Facebook group of millions of people. Exactly. I'm with and, you. Yeah. And all, I, and all I could think is, all I could think is you all just, you all spent months talking like, you know, sharing memes and gifts about how, you know, this is going to be, we're going to find the aliens. No, you all suck except for right? 50 people and the stripper. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and they did go, and I said to you, to me it looked like, you know, everybody was, fuck two, two groups of people. Fuck the people who, you know, shared everything and got everybody ginned up and then didn't show up. But right. then also, fuck the other people who, you know, share, you know, messages and memes and gifts of like f-16s and b2 stealth bombers like you know just um um you know leveling people at area 51 like you people are so stupid right you really think that the u.s government is going to shoot on a bunch of fucking millennials storming area 50 what are we talking about storm like those people i hate because they, those I, are the people that just they don't know how to have any fun they're exactly like, they're your they're your computer guys that just you know they'll and, and listen i'm not that much fun of a person i get that get out but, of here. no but no i'm talking about relative to somebody like you of course but like i just i hate those people and i said to you that it looked like to me that the MPs, the military police that were stationed outside of Area 51. Yeah. I think they were enjoying this. I think they kind of let them have their fun. Right. I think they said to themselves, okay, this is what we're dealing with here. Let's have a, let's let's let them have a little bit of fun. I'm gonna watch this stripper twerk her fucking ass in front of me. You and, don't get to see that every day while you're on duty. Right, especially in Area 51. Unless right. there are alien strippers at Area 51. Which I'm I'm sure there are. 
if, uh, if, I'm sure at this are. point, at this point, and you know what? I'm going to actually say that I agree with you because it goes into our next point, which right. is that the U.S. was it the Air Force or the Navy? Either the Air Force. Oh or wow! The, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. No, no, no. It was either the Air Force or the Navy that announced that, in fact, there are UFOs. Right. They acknowledged a the video that was posted, uh, and I think that was like underrated news. Like, do you remember me, that video? Which one of the, the of that flying around there? Yeah, I remember that. That was everybody who saw that video said like, "What the fuck?" Right, like that was it. Like, are you really gonna keep fucking? We're, we're not that dumb. Right. Um, Don't tell me that it's a are. weather balloon. Like, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, exactly. If that's a weather balloon, then I want one. Right, um, and I and I want better hurricane forecasting because this shit is bullshit. All right, UFOs exist. And not only did we find a UFO, or not only did the military confirm the existence of UFOs, but we had a Jacques Cousteau wannabe go submersible diving in the Arctic and basically pulled up a glob of goo, and they called it a creature, and it's an alien. Wait, what happened? I I missed that part. I sent it to you. No, it's not a real alien, but some explorer in um, Antarctica brought up like like literally a glob of goo. Right. And, like, he's talking about, like, its teeth, and yeah. it literally just looked like a glob of, of putty. Like and a Montag monster. I, I'm pretty sure I sent this to you, because I think your reaction was almost the same as mine. Like, we're still, we're still finding species? No. No, this yeah. species came. This little guy is a fucking alien. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is that with aliens is that I want to know why it's why the media is not like that. To me, I would have thought that that would have been breaking news that. All right. Listen, we've confirmed that there are aliens. Um, And I was listening to stuff over the week. And like, what do you think? What is it that is that is suppressing the general knowledge that aliens exist? Aliens exist. And one person on the radio, I think it was on Barstool, it was KFC, uh, Kevin Clancy. He said that he thinks it has to be religion, like big religion, like the Pope, like the Catholic Church. Like, do, do, does religion want people would want it out that aliens exist, which means that, hey, we might not be because we're sure as shit won't be the chosen ones if we haven't figured out how to fucking fly spaceships into other planets yet. You know, well, That's- you know, if you were a Star Trek fan, you would understand that that takes time. Okay, we're still a young species compared okay. to the Romulans and. All right, that's you fair. Know. Thank you for putting it in perspective. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. That's why I'm here. But, I'm your Star Trek. But you know, expert. it's it, it's it's you know it's it's just the thing is is that, uh, and there's like rumors out there like from back in the day that you know that like for example, uh, who is I, I, I'm going to think like uh, who is the person not Alexander back in the day who is I'm trying to think like our famous famous philosophers and just general smart people I'm talking about when there's no electricity yet um, Ben Franklin but, no before Ben Franklin I'm talking even Europe Aristotle maybe but there was like maybe Isaac Newton oh, but okay Galileo maybe Galileo but there are some people back in the day that were just so much smarter than everyone else that there are some people that think hey. What if aliens, like, came in and taught, like, a bunch of shit to some people just so they're like, all right, these fucking people on Earth are fucking dumb as shit. We need to tell some guy out, you know, we need to tell this guy, Isaac Newton, hey, this is how you turn on a fucking light because you, you guys are fucking idiots. Do you know the name Michio Kaku? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I see. Possible? Okay. Yeah, and I no, don't know I, Michio Kaku, no. No, no, but this goes to your – no, this was going to your point. Oh, okay. So Michio Kaku is a um, – He's a theoretical physicist. He's been on Fox News for years and years and years. 
Um, and I think he just came out today and, or not today, I think he came out this week or, um, or a couple weeks ago and said for the first time that he is acknowledging, oh, this is what he said. We've reached a turning point okay. on UFOs. All right. This is a smart guy now who's now speaking. This is a theoretical physicist. This is a guy <laughs> What's that the turning studies point? the cosmos. Right. No, I, no, so I think the turning point is, is that we, um, you know, we're, we're just there in the sense that the military is now acknowledging it. Well, there's a there. Yeah, that's it. There's he a said very this woke, after this. Okay, there's a very woke picture out there that was floating around Twitter, and I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. But it's like it's a it's a Twitter picture where the person says, uh, like the caption is, "Are you all ready to talk about this?" It was right when this UFO thing came. Yeah, and it's a picture of an alien and a chimpanzee holding a human baby. Think of that. An alien and a chimpanzee holding a human baby. Okay. All right. Uh, Pud, they're basically saying aliens came down here, fucked monkeys. I got what are. they're saying. Yeah. I got what oh, they're okay. saying. Yeah. I, I, no, mean, I got they, it. I'm and looking- we, kind of, we kind of have that resemblance. Yeah, look at that face. That's I scary. I don't understand. Is that what not the wild? fuck? <laughs> And you know the fucked up part is, is that they're making the chimp basically look like, uh, like the Virgin Mary over here. The chimp kind of looks like, uh, like Curious George. Oh wait, sorry, I was looking at no. Oh my god, I was oh. looking at, I was looking at a, a painting. This is a picture. Yeah. No. Right. Doesn't no. It, are you shook? This is reported in the Sun, the UK Sun. And it's basically, it's basically a chimp, a human chimpanzee hybrid, and Wait. you know, and and the the news back in the day was saying that it was, um, it was born in a Florida lab, uh, Florida, of course, a hundred years ago, and it panicked doctors, but. I, oh my God! I'm, Wait, I'm, are you looking at the way? Are you looking at the one though with the alien and the monkey holding the baby though? I I, wait, know. I don't know if you're looking. I mean, that what, what you're looking at looks like, like I'm, uh, like looks like looks like you're shook. Here's the picture. Oh, oh yeah, that's the one with the one, the Virgin Mary. Yeah, the the alien. The, is the is the alien like wearing a shawl and the monkey wearing a blue uh, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, yeah. That's okay. That's the but one then that's if, freaky. Okay. Yeah, and then so I'm I'm shook because I am. I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and I would love for us to be. I don't believe that aliens I, want to kill us. I, I, I think they're curious. Uh, I would be. Here's the thing, though. As I am, I would be skeptical. I would. Ha- I'd keep them at arm's length. Uh, I wouldn't initially. You know, I would want to know. All right, what the fuck is going on? I want to know something. I'm gonna have to lay down some ground rules. Uh, and if you're listening, you're more than welcome to join us on a podcast, the aliens. Uh, I would like to know. And uh, I'm just saying, you know, and if you ever come to Earth, think of us as a potential. I know you're going to think about maybe, you know, Lester Holt or someone else, maybe The, the, the View or uh, Outnumbered um, or Don Line. But maybe think of the Schmear campaign for your first media uh, availability aliens. Uh, we well, would really like to have you. And we'd ask, we'd ask fair, uh, fair but hard-hitting questions. Absolutely. But, yeah, I'm apprehensive. Yeah. I don't think we're going to – to be honest, though, I don't think if, – if Star Trek is any indication – we won't 
we won't actually have contact with aliens until we advance. We have a long way to go before we are able to meet an alien and and be on their level. That's, see, I, I think that's bullshit. No, it's not. It's not because Why? they because because they need to know that we have the ability to join a federation of planets gotcha. and and save and save the universe basically. So right now we have right now we haven't proved anything. We're the we're the group of 5 of the galaxy pretty Yeah, much. we're basically in the minors and they're waiting to call us up. And we're it, UCF, they're they're the power 5, they're the SEC. So basically the alien up there, their king alien is just a, is is Paul Feinbaum. But they're around. keep they're keeping a watchful eye. They're right. ready for us. Right, they're ready for us. There's rumbling, but that that loss against Pitt was it with you know a step back. So us, you know, you know certain things we do makes a step back. Gotcha. I don't like that, and that's my problem with aliens. That they think they're better than us. I don't like that. I, 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 you know, because I would like to see. Like, I'm sure their fucking planet smells like shit. They're walking around in gunk. They don't wear clothes. I'm probably sure they don't wear fucking clothes. Like, all right, you know. So don't fucking come at me saying that we're, we're second class citizens of this fucking galaxy. That's my issue with them. Yeah, I, I agree. Would be, I, I would be very hostile. It would be like the 1960s uh, for you know a, a certain race. There, that would be how it'd be for the aliens for me. They they would not they would not tolerate you. You would they better be tolerate no, me. No, they you would be a non factor to they these aliens it, with that attitude. Well, they want to meet people like me. Yeah, you're you are yeah you're engaging. I'm welcoming. I'm engaging. Yeah. We'll invite them to Rosh Hashanah. And I, listen, I, I would be willing to, but I don't like the fact that you're telling me they have this this preconceived notion. I don't like. It's that. not about a preconceived notion. It's about the. It's about a, a primitive prime directive that says you cannot interact with species until they get to a certain point. They're and just who, following and who issued that directive in Star Trek? The United Federation of Planets. And are they still around? They haven't been invented yet. Gotcha. We, okay. we are the United... Because humans do it right. We are... We have something that aliens don't, and that's humanity. We wow. have the ability to do things that they cannot. We have empathy. We have we, we feel things that some alien races may not be able to conceive because mm -hmm. their brains are so big. I'm, yeah. I, I am one hundred percent woke on this. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Then you, then you know what can you do? I want you to be my ambassador because it's going to be. I'm not going to be. You need to tell them that. Listen, I don't mean it will, but I'm I'm skeptical, and I, I hopefully they'd understand that. I would love to be your ambassador. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. You ready for <laughs> you ready for quick hits? I'm ready for quick hits. All right. All right. For our first quick hit tonight, um, this was big news around the globe. Um, I don't know if you noticed it in Miami. I but, did not. But there was a worldwide climate strike on Friday where right. kids around the world were given excuse, you know, excused absences for, um, for going to strike. You know about how we uh, how we're not doing anything about climate change, and I am I'm so sick of these people. We're talking about like the Greta Turnbergs of the world, and I I, I don't I even I, know them. Greta irrelevant. Turnberg, I know, but like the thing is, she's irrelevant to you. Right. But the problem is, tall is that she's not irrelevant to a lot Who, of people. What? How old is Greta Turnberg? She's sixteen. Okay. Let me tell you this about the climate strike. When I saw this stuff and I saw how old these kids were uh, on this, like on their podiums and all that stuff. One, how did you get to that strike? By the way, you you, you big brain kids. So this, you guys are fucking idiots. But two, I thought 
this is how uh, that island and hook where, where Rufio and all those people live, that's how it's infested with kids. Those are those kids remind me of. Kids that run away from home, you know, have paint on their face. Uh, they, it looks like they have a great meal. I've said this before in the podcast. It's one of my favorite food scenes of all time in Hook. But those kids to oh, me, yeah. yeah, those kids to me are like the equivalent of Rufio. They're like I, those kids should be outlawed from home. If I'm their parents, I want them out of the house because guess what, kids? You're not the ones paying the fucking bills. Mommy and daddy are driving you around on their Escalades, and you're fine with it. All right. So I have a huge problem with them. I'd like them to do a climate strike. I've said this before in India or in China, where you can't even see the sky, we're doing pretty good here in the United States of America. We don't have rivers of trash, all right? Maybe you should focus your climate strike in California, where it's just a fucking cesspool. Don't, don't do a climate strike in these places. These kids are clueless. Yeah, no, they're, they're totally clueless, and they are, if they were my kids, like, I, I would just, I would not let them take off the school for that. You tell no. me that you want to take off for sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I'll let you take off for sex, drugs, and rock and roll any day any compared day, to a any fucking day. climate strike. These might yeah. These people, these kids are such did, did I send you the video about all these kids like getting up on stage at the US Capitol talking about how you know how, how we need to fight not just climate change. We need to fight economic injustice. And we need to make right. sure that the people that have been displaced by by climate change is, you know, that 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 we take care of these people. And then you have Democrats in this country talking about how we need to change the rules of asylum in this country so that people from Central America so that people no, so that people in Central America can use climate change as a reason for seeking asylum in the United States. So normally you would have to, you know, if you want to seek asylum, there has to be, it's not just like crime in your community. So wait, so they're acknowledging now, right. So wait, so they're acknowledging now that our climate is like America is better off than those places. So there's some, they're saying that we're having a better climate in America. No, the way that, that the you left, can seek asylum the way that the, to come here. The way that the left looks at it is, is that we are the ones that are responsible for right. it. Right. Oh yeah. So therefore, so, we need to so make we sh- sure right. and bring everyone else in. They're fucking nuts. These I saw kids, Tim Ryan saying too, like he'd be okay with uh, population control as a for the for. Yeah. Uh, no, and, and now you know, and they're also talking about how we need to just get rid of borders so that people yeah. can move freely. And where are we they're... moving? I mean, I'm scared. After like in ten years, this country is going to be. A, is going to be a giant Cornell or Yale safe space. Where are we going, Brian? You got to tell me. You going to scout out some places in Jamaica when you're for your honeymoon? That might be the only place that we can go. Yeah, like a bungalow. A bungalow? Oh, that would be. I would like that. That would be. Yeah. That that wouldn't be a bad place to retire to. No, I you know? I need to. I, I'm serious. I'm really going to do it. I or, think so. Or we I'm can just terrified. go the water. We could go the water world route and just live at sea, commandeer a cruise ship, and just love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. But here's it's like I'm just terrified, man, because I, I they're probably not even. Gonna, we wouldn't be, even be allowed in their in their America. We wouldn't even be allowed to have this podcast. We're gonna be giving. We're putting off too much energy. Too much energy. We're way too mask. We're we're way too. Um, we have too much toxic masculinity, Way too um, much. and, and that's a thing today. You know, we are dealing with people who, in my opinion, have zero, I, I'm not saying that, that the climate's not changing. I'm just saying that I'm not willing to up, upheave my entire life for you to feel better about yourself. When I yeah. see people on Twitter talking about how, you know, Donald Trump and the climate 
or I, I saw one guy talk about how Donald Trump, you know, he woke up on election day and ever since he's been so depressed and he hasn't been able, he hasn't been himself. But then after these climate change um, uh, protests on Friday, now he feels a sense of, of a reason to live. Jesus. And that's what these people, these people are not, they're not right in the head. I, I, I'm no. sorry. Like they are, I said it, like I said it on our Twitter account. Like these are these people acting the way that they, I don't know if you saw these tweets, but these people acting the way that they are, like, I, I, I can't believe that they are going to be future leaders. And it was funny because I, I said, um, I think the exact thing was, um, you know, yeah, sure. Tell us again. Oh, it, they were, um, I don't know. The uh, um, one news agency reported that a group of people in some Scandinavian country hiked up to a glacier to pay its final respects because the glaciers. So I said, I replied back saying, yeah, sure. Tell us again how we should take these people seriously and completely change our way of life with um, the black guy from the office gift. And then I had somebody actually, I had somebody reply back to me saying, uh, silence you boomer bitch and then i and then i then i replied back saying i think you're a little off base here but we wish we were boomers and then i put a a gif of uh jimmy hendrix at woodstock jesus yeah what a fucking joke not jimmy hendrix that guy no i know i know these people are just out of their minds um, I don't think we should take them seriously. I'm willing yeah. to have conversations, did, but I'm willing. Yeah, at least we have conversations. Let me ask you this: uh, Did any of these children, when they uh, when they began their speech on climate strikes, did they uh, state their pronouns before? I'm sure they all had to. I'm sure that right. was a prerequisite. Um, had to be a prerequisite. Yeah, I mean, I would have just uh, look. I'm using a different program, uh, a, a different pronoun. They all suck. Yeah, they all suck. They yep. fucking suck. Sorry if we offended you. Yeah, I, I, oh, you, you I'm might not be a sorry. bad pronoun. Yeah, I'm not sorry. I'm so yeah. sick of this shit. I'm, I'm. I think though, to 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 make up for it, I think next week, I think we should open up our podcast stating our pronouns, just so we're, you know, so we're we. You want to do that? Yeah, yeah, because the schmear <laughs> campaigners deserve to know how we want to be identified. Yeah, I think we should. And we'll and we'll also have it on our. Well, I don't want to do it on our Twitter because people just think yeah. we're fucking sick. Really. One of those, but yeah, I like that. <laughs> because the thing is, like, I really don't care, like, what you want to call yourself. I just don't right. want to call you that. Right. Like, you're, you're stupid. You're stupid. Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> Sam Smith, you're fucking stupid. Like, I hope you're yep. okay this week, but, like, yeah. you're fucking stupid. Stop. <laughs> just stop. I'm sick and tired of this shit. Yeah. Now, and get I, back flying from your climate strike. Get on your private jet and, you know, go, you know, it's just ridiculous. These people let's, left, let's go, yeah. these people you're left making my litter. blood pressure go up. These, these people left litter in parks oh, all around I the heard. world. Yeah, that's always All around happens. the world. Like, that's why, always what happens. <laughs> they couldn't fucking put up some garbage bins or something like that. No, God forbid. No, God you, forbid. Because because you, you'd have to because that means a garbage truck would have to drive it over here, and that you know that that's not good for the environment. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Next. Yeah, let's move on to something more happy. Um, yeah, for me at least, and that's the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yankees clinched the AL East this week for the first time in seven years. I went to the game today for uh, CC Sabathia's final. Home game. He didn't start nice. today, but it was his final home game, so they did like a little retirement good send off. Yeah, As well, you should be there. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I'm gonna miss him. He was. He, he's a true Yankee, and I'm just pumped for the playoffs. I had actually, um, 
you know, we're, we're spreading the schmear in different ways. I was actually invited on another podcast this week by one of our loyal listeners, NYY Pats, his podcast. Um, it's the Sports Dudes, and I think you can listen to it on Spotify. Yeah. Um, it's not on Apple yet, but he invited me on, and we had a chance to talk about the Yanks and, and life in general. And right now, the Jets could, the Jets could lose out. And I'm just feeling no pain. I'm I'm feeling good with the Yanks. They are looking good, and um, and I'm ready for the playoffs. Yeah, listen, as well you should. I'm excited for you. I'm excited thanks. for you. Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, we're uh, we're just a you know we're just a week out from the regular season ending, and we have some really fun races. What's Both the, wild card uh, races are going to be wide open. Yeah, not wide open, but they're going to come down to. This week, you know, and that's kind yeah. of why baseball decided to go the two wild card route. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'm, it, I, I'll be honest. I'm at that point in baseball season. Like there's that month of September when you're really, really into football. Well, I have no idea. You know, it's tough. We're going to get back into it in October. No, we're going to and we're going to invite um, NYY Pats on to do a little playoff preview. We'll reciprocate yeah. and invite him on. And I think he'll. Uh, He'll, he'll be able to drive a good baseball conversation between he's, the three of us. Yeah. But I just want to just point out one more thing baseball-wise. Donnie Baseball was nice. extended by the Marlins. Yeah, yeah, he was. That was surprising. But you know what? I'm, I'm happy. He deserves to see it through for at least some some aspect of it. And he took rebuild. a big pay cut to do it. So you know yeah. that he's he, he, he believes it. that this team could be, you know, is, is – I'm not going to say that. I think he believes that this team is he, at least on a good track. I think he believes in the plan. I think he believes in the, yeah, the process. He bought it. And he, he bought, bought it. it. Yeah. And that's important. And I think Jorge Posada is always there. You know, I think there's always going to be that rumbling that he might be there one day as long as he's involved with the team. And then they also re-signed Miguel Rojas, which was emotional. I saw, I saw that Mattingly and him got emotional because he was a rookie when Mattingly was in L.A. and they were both on the same team. And he saw how far he came. So that was nice to see. Brian them. Flores should bring Donnie Baseball in to the clubhouse, the Dolphins locker room, to uh, talk about what it means to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah, that would be something. He should tell it to Kenyon Drake, who, you know, is one of the guys that demands trades and then fumbles in the red zone. Yeah, fuck that. that is, yeah. See, that is unacceptable. What yep. you need to do is you need to be like Minka Fitzpatrick, who gets fucking traded and then puts up a game. Yeah, well. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Kenyon Drake is still on the Dolphins. Demands I'm ta- a I'm trade. Ta- no, I know. And, I'm just and, and fumbles. And no, I'm, I'm that, like that's that to me is like you're part of the fucking problem. When you're I know, and I'm in. just saying. I'm just. I was saying like I know that Kenyon Drake is still on the Dolphins. I was saying that it's nice to see players. Like you know, you were just traded. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna fucking step up? Or no, same thing with the Dolphins. Like, well, he was good. You're, he was you're good on this, this year. team. Yeah. You're on this team. You need to buy in. Kenyon Drake should buy in. And if he doesn't well, Kenyon, buy yeah, in, Min, yeah. Well, you. Minka Fitzpatrick didn't buy in. That's why he got traded. No, so. I know that. But I'm saying, like, uh, buy in. Minka, what Minka Fitzpatrick did today was, was impressive. But he could have done that on – he could have did that on the Dolphins. Right. You know, like, this, it sucks, man. Like, I, I, yeah. I hate the Dolphins. And I'm happy that they traded him because I don't want to deal with him. But it yeah. just – it's a shame, I think. So, no, it is a shame. Um, all right. So just real quick to finish it off, you sent me something on Monday. This was the first thing that you sent me yeah. post episode yeah. 10. Um, it was – I wanted to talk about it last week. It was something where it was in Sweden or somewhere. But I, I guess maybe I said Sweden because that's where Ikea is. But it was somewhere abroad 
where a bunch of people got locked into an Ikea and played a game of hide-and-seek. And I think it ended up getting squashed. 3,000 people. Yeah, I mean, crazy. I mean, that's probably how you got caught. But what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be easier if it was like me and you playing hide-and-seek. It was in Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a bunch of drunks in Scotland. Um, but Ikea is like an all-time place to want to do a hide-and-seek. So I was trying to think what other we may put up on a poll. What other places, either stores or um, like malls or even stay, where would you want to play a game of hide-and-seek? The White House. Okay, the White House. Nice. What about commercial? Um, commercial. I would say and IKEA is really great because it has those little rooms and you can have, you know so you have do setup, we have full we have full access to things I see yeah you have full access so then in like like ATL ATL what's ATL the airport an airport is great yeah okay so all right so I like that I think you'd be perfect but airport everything you saying everything would be open okay that's fair airport would be great but I'm talking about like a store what about what no about but that's like commercial no but I I went commercial no so you're right airport but okay that's fair all right that's so fair I'll, so I mean I'll think of another store I guess like a Ma- like Macy's in New York City I guess would be a like a fun place to right to hide and seek that's like seven stories and wooden escalators I think maybe I think maybe like back in the day if you're a kid like the F- the old FAO Schwartz oh you know, yeah right? yeah 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 or like a candy I think sure. there's I think there's certain people that would love to be locked into like a outdoor world that would be pretty cool for yeah. you know, some people that like that stuff yeah I think um Maybe Best Buy back in the day, but not as much. I, I feel like I wouldn't want to be locked into a Best Buy anymore. Like, what am I do? Sit in a recliner and watch TV? I gotta tell Play you, video Best games. Buy, yeah. Best Buy is not a bad place. Not to a go. bad place. You yeah. Have the home. You have the home theater section. Right. Yeah. That'd you be the, the that'd be where you hang section. out. Right. Right. You, you right, could just right. throw me right in an oven. Nobody would even. Nobody. Right. Would, oh, that that didn't sound good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw <laughs> throw a little right Jew right into right. an oven. Oh man. No pun. Trust me, no, no pun intended. No, no pun intended. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'll make sure to stay away from the gas appliances if you're in that yeah, oven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but Best Buy, I think that would be I a like fun one. I like the airport. Now that I'm thinking about it, the air, or any mall would be great. You too. have conve- you have conveyor belts at right. an airport. You have right. you know jetways. You have planes. Planes. What about fair like, game if they're at the gate? If they're at the gate, yeah, that's fair. I like that. Yeah, they have to be. The gangway would have to be open. Yeah. It had to be an open gangway, yeah. open gangway policy. No, you, you might cannot have to... go out onto the tarmac. That you have no to tarmac. be in the airport. Yeah, no, yeah, and I think you'd have probably have to limit it to a certain terminal. I don't know if you do a full like you'd have to be like terminal B, or maybe you know you do. Actually, an airport is actually perfect, but you can make it tournament style. Like, all right, so you, if you have three thousand people, you like you split it up. You wow. put five hundred in terminal B, five hundred, and then at the end. You meet at the end, like all the way at Terminal F, you know, wow. for the final battle. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, that that's that is it. That'd I'm be in. great. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Great. All and, and it's and it's classic hide and seek. Yeah, classic rules. Yeah. Classic rules. Classic yeah. rules. Location yeah. settings off. Obviously, it's twenty. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I never thought about that like that. Hide and seek these days. You got to turn off all location settings. I know exactly where you are at all times. Yeah, I know you do. I know, and it's important. It is important. I need to know. I'm your emergency medical contact. Yep. I love um, that. And, and then life contact. And life contact. So, I mean, anything else? I think that's it. I mean, it's been a pretty packed episode. 
pretty packed um, episode. Um, you know, the theme, the theme of the week, and I'm pretty sure we're going to make this the title of the show. It's all about back. bouncing back. Bounce bouncing back. back. Yeah. Make, make, remember, make sure to find that song by Young Jeezy, I think yep. his name is. Yep, yep, yep. I, I got it. Um, and I am, I'm excited for the week ahead. Last week of baseball, regular season. Um, so, yeah, you know, we'll try, to do a little, we'll try to do a little playoff preview for you next week. Yeah, get in touch with him. I'll figure that out with him, and uh, I'm in for that. You know, and I'll just, I'll just, uh, it's going to be another football. It's going to be another uh, football, uh, what's it called, um, Sunday for me. So yep. I'm going to be sounding rough next week, just warning All right, you. Well, well uh, me and uh, NYY Pats, we'll, we'll carry you. Yeah, please do. Um, all right, guys, listen, have a great week. Uh, have a great again, week. Enjoy. Again, Thanks again to uh, Earl from Enigma. Thank you to Earl from Enigma. He's our humble correspondent down there. Hopefully we'll get more content from him. And yeah. uh, I just want to plug that we started a Schmear campaign Instagram. Nice. So make sure the underscore Schmear underscore campaign. That's all they had. Um, okay. It's better than what reason. they had on Twitter. Yeah, better. Yeah, we're at the Schmear camp on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so give us a share. Give us a follow. We're going to start Instagram, I think, is where we're going to have a lot of fun. So, yeah. um, so make sure you follow us and have a great and week. And share it and spread it and spread yeah. it and love it and share it and subscribe and have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. See ya. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting checks. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Boy, I've been broke as hell, catch the check and bounce back.